Welcome everyone, this is your mirroring life coach, Larry Lou, and this is T3 Podcast, Transformation Through Truth. www.t3lifecoaching.org is how you can reach me if you need any assistance being guided on to the path or while on the path of transformation. Again, welcome. Today I wanted to talk to you about natural laws. There are a lot of people out there who are worried about their loved ones. Rather it be a friend or family member, we just want them to see the sun, so to speak, although they cannot look directly at it. And just what I mean by that is, if you've never seen the sun and you say, well, I... You know, I know the sun exists because I feel heat, but if you've never seen the sun, you don't really know where that heat comes from. You just know that you feel hot and that you feel it. And when, you know, you tell someone or like a child that the sun is what gives off the heat and they want to look at it, they you can take a glimpse. You can, you know, get a little glimpse of it, but you can't look directly at the sun. And that's just kind of what I'm saying when... I'm saying we want them to see the sun without directly looking into the sun. We want them to take something away from what it is that we tell them. Because although they might not have direct experience or direct contact, we would just like them to just comprehend and accept some of the things that we tell them. For instance, you know, I I told my son one time that I was not his friend. I told him my job is to do my best at keeping you safe and out of harm's way. And I'm telling him this not in his childhood years, but in his 20s while he is a young man. So I told him, if you don't want to hear my mouth, when I see you going down the wrong road, do not call me. And I used to get very upset, but there comes a time when we must, where I had to let go and let him find his own way. So there comes a time where we have to let them find their own way. Because if consistently they are rescued, every time they get into trouble, they will they will not learn the lessons that life is trying to teach them. And if they don't learn the lessons, they will never learn how to be thankful. And as I tell him this, or was telling him this, I thought about myself. I thought about the times when someone tried to give me direction and was looking out for me, but I didn't want to listen. You know, if you are a person with money, I remember a kid in our school who, you know, family, father, whoever had a real good job and he wore all the best clothes, you know, um, he got a lot of attention. You couldn't tell him nothing. The girls liked him. The guys wanted to be him, you know, one of those type of guys. Or if you have good looks or if you play sports and don't have all three because your ego 
is the biggest in the room, you know, half of the time, if not all of the time. So, you know, it just brought back memories. You know, I played ball and you couldn't tell me nothing. I was I was pretty good on the high school level, went division one, got there and there were things happening that I didn't like. And so I acted out, got kicked off the team for fighting. And the reason I was fighting is because I felt I should be playing and I wasn't. Coach called me a thug and said I wouldn't amount to anything and I would be in jail and, you know, all these kind of things. And so, you know, I was pretty angry as a kid and I contribute that to, you know, not having a father. But I just look nowadays and even children who have both parents, you know, a father and a mother, you can't tell them nothing. And it's almost a rite of passage because they're not going to be perfect. We we wasn't. And so there are just going to be some things that they have to learn on their own. And I know that that hurts us as parents and as loved ones. And so me trying to do things my own way, it ended up with me being homeless for a period of time. I had to sleep on the floor of my, one of the guys I call my my um, brother. I had this, I slept on his floor in his dorm room with his roommate. Just put a mattress in the middle of the floor and, and slept on that for months. I had a friend who, she used to sneak food up to me from the cafeteria and it was a really hard time for me, but I put myself in that situation. I had a free ride to go to college, didn't have to pay a penny, and I threw it away. Natural consequences for the decisions and the choices that I was making. And so again, this episode is about natural laws. The supreme being has framed man with a certain constitution just as the supreme being has done the same in nature and or the element so to speak for instance like fire is an element that is governed by a physical law right if fire does not have oxygen it simply does not burn there's there's no if ands buts about that that is a natural law man if he or she drinks acid, his constitution will dissolve and he or she will die. My point being is that there are natural laws in place that must be submitted to whether they are physical or organic. These laws were established long before you and I were born and they will be here long after we are gone. They do not change for any person nor for any reason. Therefore, if the laws do not change, then man is called on to observe these laws. And like any law, natural or man-made, any infringement will result in love being bestowed, but being perceived as punishment. Continually, if the law is followed, it will result in reward. 
So a real quick example would be how people train dogs, like dog trainers. If you have a dog and it is being trained and it does not comply with the training, rewards are withheld. And if it does do what is expected of it to do after, you know, a command, then they get treats, you know, these special treats or whatever that they get them. And, you know, this is supposed to be a motivational technique that influences behavior. And if we bring it a little closer to home, we think of two parents, typical two parent household. Usually, not all the time, but usually, a mother nurtures and shows compassion. A father encourages and punishes. The supreme being is both. And just as children, when are chastised, their belief is that mommy or daddy are being mean or unfair. But as we become older, we begin to understand that if there had been no consequences and or punishment for our youthful behavior, it would have shown that there was no love being given. Now, we only come to that understanding as we get older. We ourselves been in a situation. Man, my mother tripping. My daddy make make me sick. They strict. They're this. And don't get me wrong. The parents can go overboard or be too lax but they trying to figure it out too you all are who are parents now or who may be kids maybe you know all grown up and adult mistakes were made but there were mistakes made from our parents we're human a lot of us try our best to get it perfect but as you heard me speak before that's the whole struggle the perfection Is the struggle. That may be the goal, but do we ever reach that perfection? And if we do, for how long? So we don't come to this realization until we get older that the punishment was nothing but love. Because what parent sees their child making decisions that they know is going to get them hurt and will not step in and try to save them from themselves. It is apparent to me that we need love in the form of compassion and punishment. Although it is those times of chastisement, pain and suffering, we become privileged to the most useful insights and lessons. So as I told you before, I got, kicked off the basketball team, became homeless, right? But it just wasn't one incident and that was it for me. I got in numerous fights, numerous. So first was a warning, but I didn't heed it. Get into another fight with a guy on the team and that was the second warning. And what do I do? Get into another fight, not heeding the the rules of the of the dorm, the coach, and so I eventually got threw out of the dorm and had to find my own place, which really 
for me wasn't a bad thing. I'm getting my own apartment now. It's almost like a reward. So me and my me and my brother, we got our own our own place. He was more a dorm guy though, because he liked to be around a lot of people and you know, this and that and the other. I was more of the person who didn't want to be around a lot of people. I, I love isolation. I don't I don't have a problem with it. I like quiet peace and not to be bothered. So we are very different in that aspect. But we got an apartment. And so I'm still on the team. I'm still on the team. And all these punishments, I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting the message. It wasn't until we were playing this game and it was probably about 18 seconds left in this game. We were losing. And the coach called my name to put me in the game. And I looked at him, untied my shoes and just sat there. And he's like, well, I had enough of you. And he said, you're done. You know, so in the locker room, that's when he started telling not telling me directly, but giving the speech to the team saying, yeah, some of you going to end up on the corner. You're going to be in you're going to be in jail. You're going to be this and that. You're not going to amount to anything. And I know I know he was talking about me because I had heard it my whole life with my mother, you know, being a single mother that she that she was. And I've always fought. That's just something that I did because I was a very angry kid. Fighting was something that I loved to do. I felt I was pretty good at it. And quite frankly, it felt good. And that was the only way that I knew how to communicate. Didn't have the words, didn't have the knowledge, didn't have the smarts. So what do we what does a person like that do who can't express themselves articulately? You get physical. That's what happens. And that's what did happen. But those consequences, you know, when we are living a life that is not becoming of who we really are, these natural consequences are in place to get us back on track. And at the same time, to keep us on track. If we follow the path of a conducive moral code, the land of milk and honey is before us. It waits on us. But if we follow the path of ill will, correction is needed. And unfortunately, what comes across as punishment is a persuasive act for the individual to return to moral compliance. That's the goal of natural laws. That was the goal or the message that I was supposed to receive. It got so bad that. A friend of mine I had met through a girl that I was um, dating, he gave me some drugs to sell. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. I didn't want to go home. The embarrassment, I believe, truthfully, was too much. The shame of having to go back home with my tail between my legs was too much. But also... I always felt something inside of me that just told me that this is what a man or being a man is all about. Taking responsibility and take the punches that life throws at you. That was my mindset. I didn't know 
I can't even tell you how I really got that mindset, but that was in my mind that this is what being a man is all about. And so this is what we all, the majority of us, have to go through. And I know we don't like it. You don't like to see your brother, your sister, your parents, your cousins, your friends. You don't like to see them go through things that you feel is is, is hurting them. We feel that way because we care about them. But this is what it's all about. The suffering that they do is supposed to bring them back into the fold and back on the path to reap the reward of peace. So there is no need to be confused about freedom and fate. Here in the West, we think in terms of duality, where something is the opposite or is in opposition to something else. One must be wrong and the other must be right. If we dig deeper, we will find that opposites and things that oppose one another can both be true at the same time. And I'm going to talk more about that in podcasts to come, some of my other uh, episodes. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into that because it's it's really, really interesting how the Westerners only deal in right and wrong. So it's a but or. It's this but that. It's this or that. Where in the eastern, the eastern parts, they deal with the and and both. And even a little bit deeper. But like I said, I'm going to talk more about that in some upcoming episodes. But we deal in duality. So if one thing is right, the other has to be wrong. And that's not true. So freedom and faith. I want to say something about that. If I stole your car. My choice, freedom of choice, what happens after that is fate. If I robbed a bank and killed two people in the process, I can pray, I can cry, I can say that I want to return the money to the bank and apologize for killing two people. The problem is I've already made the choice to rob and commit murder. My fate is now in the hands of the moral law. So under these natural laws, you have the physical law, fire, the elements, gravity. You have the organic law with the body. Drink acid. I'm burning up all my insides. My body can't take that. And then here we have the moral law. So these natural laws are put in place for a reason. They don't hurt us unless we get out of line, unless we disobey, which we have the freedom to do. It is our choice. You have the freedom of choice. But after you make that choice, your freedom is gone. It doesn't exist. Now fate steps in. So this is why freedom and fate is not something that is separate. It is something that is interconnected. So these natural laws that exist in the world, in the world are there for a reason. I know we love our kids. 
We love our parents, our brothers, sisters, our cousins. I know we love them, but after they have made up their mind that they are going to do what they want to do, we cannot stop them. As painful as it may be, we can give them information. And after that, there is nothing that we can do. If the supreme being doesn't try to control anyone and gives everyone freedom of choice, we have to honor that. But what we can do is rest in the fact that the natural laws will always be in place to guide them and encourage them to walk the path of growth transformation that can lead to peace. The undulterated truth is that humanity has a propensity to give in to the weakness of our character. And so without correction, we will all be immoral regardless of the knowledge that is told to us. The knowledge anyway comes across as abstract because of our lack of experience in this world. And this is especially true for those in their 20s and 30s. The alarming part is it can also be true for those in their 50s and 60s. But again, there is nothing we can do. Everyone has the right to be a fool, a follower, or a pioneer in discovering their own true nature in their quest to be heard and seen. So if you want to pray for them, you know, pray for them. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But just understand that once they make their choices, there's nothing that can stop what's coming. There has to be consequences. These laws, these natural laws are preordained, so to speak. So they are here or was here and are going to continue to be here long after we are gone. But they're here for a reason. When that guy gave me those drugs, I almost was going to sell them. I mean, everything in my body was kind of like, you know, you need money. You need uh, to help the girl. Because at this time I was I was staying with a with a, a young lady and, you know, she was working or doing whatever she she was doing. And, you know, she was paying all the bills. I had just got kicked off of the of the team. So I wasn't staying with my brother anymore. So I had to, you know, I'm kicked off the team. I'm losing the scholarship. I'm losing everything. I don't have anything. And the girl I was staying with one day, um, she said that her mother told her that she shouldn't have to take care of a grown man. And I left that day. You know, she made me feel like I was nothing, like I was worthless. She just had, she had just taken my whole manhood you know, the shame that I felt. I can't, at that time, I couldn't even describe it. It was just, just anger, but I was so hurt. And so, you know, when me and my brother got kicked out of the dorm, you know, we had a place and was on the team. But when I got kicked off the team, I was staying with a young lady. And so that's when I ended up homeless. I left her and went, and slept on his floor when I wasn't, you know, on the basketball team anymore. I was just homeless. And, but 
he looked out showing the love you know made me know that i mean that we've we've always had each other's back we went to high school together played high school ball together and played college ball together and was roommates you know so we grew up together and that's why he's considered one of my one of my brothers but what i learned in those experiences are priceless priceless the most important thing was that I needed to make sure that I could stand on my own two feet. I needed to make sure that I was independent and not dependent on anybody because who knows how other people may react. The only thing and the only person you can control is yourself. Anything outside yourself, you have no control over, nothing. So it taught me to be very independent and to depend on myself for what it is or what it was that I needed. And this is what we want for our loved ones. We want them to be independent and not dependent on others. We want them to be able to stand on their own two feet. We want them to be strong. We want them to be confident. We want them to be thankful and appreciative for what it is that they have. And life experiences, if we let them, will do that. So any of you parents out there who are raising kids who just, you know, are unappreciative and this entitlement thing for this generation, this past generation, it's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous, but it is what it is. This is this generation's struggle and obstacle. This is what we have to deal with from from them. So don't expect a thank you now while they're young. But after they go through something, they might end up like me. I came back after going through a lot of things I went through and I told my mother, I said, I apologize. I am sorry. I didn't know what I didn't know. I thought I knew. Come to find out, I didn't know anything. And I apologize to her. And so hopefully, they will do the same. After they go through some things, get lumped up a couple times, they may come back and say, Mom, Dad, I apologize for putting you through everything that I put you through. This is Larry Lou, people. Elevation is in order. Peace.